Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. And welcome me back from that cruise, which was, um, i got to tell you, God bless the Dr. McPhee and, and the entire family McPhee's, Michelle's wife, for setting up the wealth cruise. That was a blast. Um, all I had to do was teach a little bit, and it was really fun. But now I'm going to give um, a quick lecture today on the five keys to health, to really getting started on a healthy lifestyle. Like when, when I was on the cruise, and this was definitely in an older group. Uh, but you got to figure, I'm going to be 60 in about four months now. And and I'm still, you know, pretty stronger than the average. And and so I'm on this cruise, and I'm looking at people younger than me and a little bit older than me, very, very sick. I mean, these are not people that are um, dynamic, healthy, making a difference, you know, running upstairs or downstairs, uh, it's mind-blowing. And when I'm talking to them, you know, they're taking a tremendous amount of medications. They're not healthy. And this is something that these people, following their doctor's advice, you know, to be on a cruise, you know, they're, they're going to be in the upper echelon of economic, um, you know, uh, abilities, and so they're not poor, but they are utilizing medical care in this country to the extent where they're getting sicker. So let's find out what what can you do today to change the outcome five years from now or 10 years from now or 20 years from now, no matter what status your health is in now. I'm going to give you a step-by-step plan to get your health back and to prevent and reverse degenerative and diseases. And it is not hereditary. This stuff may uh, run in your family according to your medical doctor, but I guarantee that you could name at least four or five people in your family that don't have those type of conditions. So let's get your body healthy now. So what do we know so far? Number one, there is an inborn intelligence in your body. This is called an innate intelligence. Innate means that it's something that that you were blessed with. And this is an intelligence given to you by your ancestors. Now, the body is self-healing and self-regulating. That means that it's going to increase or decrease blood pressure, cholesterol, um, urine production, all of these in order to adapt to the environment. Now, the term disease and health are actually poorly defined in science particularly when you look at immune system function. Most people, and I'm talking immunologists, aren't sure at what a healthy immune system response is. Because if you're talking fever, throwing up, vomiting, those are all healthy responses based on the, the various types of stimuli. And when we look at this, 97 to 99% of disease-like symptoms are really adaptations to physical, chemical, and emotional stress. And your body can can make proteins that will cause cancer, and your body can make proteins that can reverse cancer. It's called genetic expression. So now let's look at um, your autonomic nervous system and your enteric brain or gut-brain system. This is hugely important because... When we look at this, you've got one part of your nervous system that keeps you alive under stress. 
That's called the sympathetic or fight or flight. The other part of your nervous system um, that regenerates tissue is called the parasympathetic or rest, digest, and repair. Now, these systems are located in your body. The parasympathetic or rest, digest, and repair is located at the base of your neck and the top of your sacrum. The fight or flight system is called the sympathetic, and that's located in the middle of the back, the rib cage, and top of the lumbar. So these these systems have actual locations in your body. So if you have a trauma in those areas, that can negatively affect how your body is actually working. So this is why uh, whiplash traumas can negatively affect or put you in a stress state. Now think of this. If you're running away from a tiger, blood supply to the gut's going to shut down. So this means physical, chemical, and emotional stressors are going to decrease nerve supply to the gut, and that's 80% of your immune system. So obviously, the gut, brain, or enteric nervous system is hugely important, and we have to be responsible for this or, or pay attention to it. Um, and in fact, when you look at autonomic nervous system and immune system function, because remember, this is the sickest population the planet's ever seen. So when... The, when you look at comprehensive physiology, and this was at a 2014, um, quote, further understanding regulatory mechanisms linking the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system and immune system is critical for understanding relationships between chronic disease development and immune system-associated changes. So that means it is vital. When we look at frontiers of psychiatry, the vagus nerve, and this is the 10th um, the cranial nerve that exits the base of the skull, um, is the modulator of the gut-brain axis. Psychiatric and inflammatory disorders. Why is that important? Think of asthma, allergies, bronchitis. Those are inflammatory bowel diseases. Those are all inflammatory diseases. And that's the vagus nerve. If that's functioning correctly, it solves it. Okay, then when we look at psychiatric disorders, anxiety, stress, depression, these are all frontal lobe dysfunctions. And again, this is part of that gut-brain axis. So does that mean that these diseases, such as depression, inflammatory bowel diseases, asthma, allergies, that these are really adaptive or adaptations to a chronically stressed body? Absolutely. And then when we look at the annals of gastroenterology, again, they're talking about the enteric microbiota or the bacteria that's inside of your intestinal tract. So how, why is the gut bacteria so important? Well, it's important in the endocrine system, immune system, humoral links, everything. It turns out that you have an intimate relationship with the gut bacteria and production of neurotransmitters or how the brain actually works. And, and I love this one. Let, listen to this quote. The gut-brain axis consists of bidirectional communication between the central and enteric nervous systems, linking emotional and cognitive centers of the brain with peripheral intestinal functions. Uh, so does that mean that autism, anxiety, depressive disorders, okay, all of these are contributing um, from that gut-brain axis. 
and they're also saying anxiety, depressive, autism. I mean, all of these things are linked to an abnormal gut-brain axis. So what kind of things can cause changes in this microbiome? Where we're looking at virtually every medication. We're talking pain relievers, cholesterol drugs, antidepressants, medications, vaccines. And um, so the, the literally the epidemic of chronic critical illness in America is caused by disruptions in the autonomic nervous system and the microbiome. It can't be that simple, but it is. See, doctors get into trouble because they're not taught critical thinking. I mean, if you look at, um, say, the comparison between medical school and law school, law school, you're continually asked questions and critical thinking at why this question or why this answer was correct. In medical school, you go up to the, you know, the guru on top, and they teach you, and they literally brainwash you to this is the only way it's supposed to be. So critical thinking is not taught in medicine today. A couple of the brilliant doctors are actually looking at the why behind the development of diseases, but these doctors are rare, brilliant, and far between and few. So when we look at the stressors that can initiate this, there's only three, physical, chemical, and emotional responses. Now that's hugely important because under physical, chemical, and emotional, your body initiates that fight-or-flight system and the rest, digest, and repair that, that parasympathetic nervous system is decreased, it's reduced. So that literally means that your body um, can't function correctly or is in such a state of stress. So what do we do? For the physical stressors, we got to identify them. So that means that we have to do complete set of x-rays, stress x-rays of the structure, and to see if the structural components of our stress are leading to neurologic complications. Uh, a chemical stressor, how do we deal with those? You've got oral chelation, IV chelation, sauna, respiration, exercise, but also don't toxify your system. So if you look at the most common chemical stressors that we're exposed to today, it's going to be medications and food. Okay, and those two things are absolutely in your control to change and alter. Then we have emotional stimulus. And this is all, again, the solutions for emotional stimulation is realize that the frontal lobe, which is a part of your brain, um, that's involved in impulse control, anxiety, stress, depression, bipolar disorder, all of these functions are frontal lobe, that that, that is controlled by the cerebellum. So this means cross-crawl exercises or looking at the structure. It's also knowing that the brain can be reprogrammed through eye movement, desensitization response, or neurolinguistic programming. There's a number of different things that you can do. And you, you might say, well, the solutions seem too simple. Well, let's look at, at the, the Bible. Bible's kind of cool, okay? How do you open a door according to the Bible? Knock, and the door opens. What, do you, what, what happens if you want something? What are you supposed to do? Ask, and it's given. The solutions are simple. We make it complex. Now, I'm going to show a couple of slides of what blood actually looks like when it's under stress. 
Normally, you have these big, healthy red blood cells, but under physical, chemical, or emotional stress, the blood cells become sticky and they start to clump together. This means that they can't hold their oxygen and it doesn't work correctly. So this means pressure has to go up, arteries may have to constrict. I mean, there's a lot of different um, responses to chronic stress. Okay, and that is to elevate blood pressure. Now, it's interesting, according to the University of Alabama, if your blood pressure does go up and you lower with the medication, your risk of stroke actually increases. That's right, the drugs they give you to lower your blood pressure actually are damaging. Now, if you look at the Journal of the American Medical Association, and this is, goes way back to 2006, they did a study and found out that people with higher blood pressure had lower death rates. It turns out that if you've had damage to the blood vessels, that elevation of your blood pressure keeps you healthier. And that just makes sense because if you're under stress, the blood's not healthy or the body's not healthy, to get that oxygen and nutrients to the system, it makes sense that the pressure would have to be increased. It's not one blood pressure for all. And then if we look at the people who are supposedly responsible, the Center for Disease Control, um, it, it's literally the CDC, 60%, that means 6 out of 10 Americans, have a chronic disease so at 4 out of 10 have more than one. So we're looking at a very sick population. It wasn't just a population that I saw on the cruise ship. I mean, these people are going to have heart disease, hardening of the arteries, cancer, COPD or chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, um, you know, the devastating effects of Alzheimer's and strokes and type 2 diabetes and kidney disease, all of these different adaptive physiologic responses. And when you look at the CDC site, they're talking about how, uh, you know, their lifestyle changes, lifestyle changes, lifestyle, are, are all the contributing factor in every aspect of this. And the solutions, though, of taking medications are not lifestyle changes. You know, though, because remember, these guys are in the business of selling vaccines and medication. Even though they're supposed to be an independent government agency, uh, they are not independent. They get most of their funding through the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, so I'm going to bring up some, some case studies of people that are under stress, and they're showing signs of stress and how to get that corrected. Because cancer, let's just take cancer for one of them. It's not a genetic disease. It's actually a disease of metabolism. It's a metabolic disorder. So the things that cause cancer are going to be um, vaccinations or medical interventions, hypoxia, low oxygen. So that could be a problem with the neck or diaphragm. Inflammatory problems, so anything that causes breakdown of tissues, such as, again, vaccines, medication, or environmental toxins, radiation, and carcinogens are going to increase cancers. So what kind of foods... Can you eliminate to cut your cancer risk in half? How about genetically modified foods? And you can get this, all this information from thetruthaboutcancer.com. That's thetruthaboutcancer.com. Got to spell it all out. And they list 10 
cancer-causing foods that are toxic to your system. Genetically modified foods is one of them. Microwave popcorn is another. Canned foods with BPA line cans, those are toxic. It literally alters the brain cells of rats. Um, highly grilled red meat, and this is, you're talking commercially produced, I mean absolutely toxic red meat. Refined sugar. Most salted, pickled, or smoked foods, only because they contain preservatives. The traditional pickling and traditionally smoked foods are generally safer. But the modern ones literally contain certain preservatives that give them a huge shelf life. Um, a soda or beverages that contain high fructose corn syrup, major cancer causing. White flour, farmed fish, and hydrogenated oils, absolutely toxic for you. So now on the other side, if there was something, and this is, again, um, it's in a substance in things that you can consume. And it's taught that this can reduce every inflammatory disease, such as cancer, hardening the arteries, heart attacks, diabetes, Crohn's disease, multiple sclerosis, Alzheimer's, osteoporosis, um, psoriasis, septic shock, AIDS. Everything can be reduced if you consume this. What is this special product? Fruits and vegetables. You know, it can't be. You know, but if you look at this, in every aspect, like if you're in, into hiking in the mountains and you see a poisonous steak or poisonous plant, the way the body is laid out and or the, the earth is laid out is the solution for that toxin is generally available next to the toxin. And so if we're living in a toxic, deficient world, God actually put the solution here in fresh organic fruits and vegetables. It's it's wild to think that that is the truth, but it is. So when we look at um, people who are, are poisoned, okay, and their body will respond in a stress state, like type 2 diabetes, that's 95% of all diabetics. If you take a drug to lower, now I know what you're thinking, isn't the solution to type 2 diabetes changing your diet? Absolutely it is. And if you change your diet, doesn't 30 about a week to two weeks go by and then your blood sugar is normal? Yes. So type 2 diabetes is correctable. However, if you take a drug to lower your blood glucose and you lower it 9%, you have a 19% increased risk of death. That's right, because you're not solving the problem. I mean, if you take cholesterol-lowering drugs, you increase heart failure and hardening of the arteries. Even the cholesterol-lowering drugs damage the microbiome. And what do we say that that, that that is linked to? Cancers, dementia, Alzheimer's. Anything that damages that microbiome damages your brain. Remember that gut-brain connection, it's huge. Um, then we look at, I mean, literally the daily aspirin because I know doctors have recommended an aspirin a day. Well, sure enough, if 100,000 people take aspirin, you'll see around 33 fewer deaths. You'll also see about 60 people dying from gastrointestinal bleeding, and about 10 will have an increased risk of stroke. So you're going to lose about 80 people and save about 30. Um, 
you know, and, the, and this was done out of the National Institute of Health Research Health Technology Assessment. And they said, quote, clear that there is an incredibly fine balance between possible benefits and risks of this intervention. We need to be extremely careful about overpromoting aspirin intervention without having first fully understood the negative side effects. Duh, no kidding. What about the doctor that prescribes the antihistamines for allergies? And then you develop mental decline or the steroids or sedatives, sleep medications. All of these cause mental decline. Is the doctor aware of it? I don't know. you got a choice here. you got ignorant or evil. If they're not aware of the, the therapy that they're providing that's damaging the human, then they're ignorant. If they are aware that the therapy they're providing that's causing these effects, like higher disease rates and mental decline, then they're evil. Okay, so our best hope is that the entire medical system is completely ignorant of normal physiology, and they have no other solutions. Our solution is to find the physical, chemical, and emotional stressor. Take non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, and I'm talking about Advil, Motrin, Aleve. Okay, these, again, are linked to dementia. Uh, antihistamines linked to Alzheimer's, and that means Tylenol PM, Excedrin PM, Sominix, and acids linked to B12 deficiency. So you're talking head aches, tingling in the hands, arms, and legs. Then we look at glyphosate-based herbicides um, and endocrine disruptors. Now, now they just the the manufacturers Monsanto of glyphosates just lost an eight billion dollar lawsuit. And now glyphosates are in our water system. It's in our food supply. It's literally around us everywhere, and it destroys the microbiome. So not only is it linked to cancer, but you're talking brain damage, anxiety, and stress. Uh, and this is everything. I mean, they're even finding BT toxins. Now think of this. You have a corn product, and you modify it genetically so that its pollen is poisonous to, plant, to insects. Now, uh, it's actually poisonous to the digestive tract insects. Now you say, well, it's okay for human consumption, because you're not going to feed it to humans. You're going to feed it to cows. So that that's fine because the FDA lets you get away with it because you're not going to feed it directly to humans, so you don't need to study it. So it's considered generally recognized as safe. However, they're now finding the BT toxin, which destroys the gastrointestinal tract of insects, now in pregnant women and their babies. Wow, that's kind of scary. So that means it survived the cow's digestion, survived the cooking process, survived the mom's digestion, um, and then got into her bloodstream and now it's into her babies. Mind-blowing, particularly when you know that the gut-brain connection is there. So anything that damages the gut is damaging the brains. Are we damaging these children's brains by letting them eat animals who have eaten the BT corn? Possibly, but you're not going to see that study ever done. Why? Because the, the corporations that run the big agri and pharmacology or the big pharma um, literally pay for the government and the advertisement. 
Pitocin, and this is a hormone given at birth to increase uh, uterine contractions. It's also called oxytocin. Okay, literally increases behavioral disorder such as autism. Okay, I mean, they, they're calling it a causal connection between oxytocin and behavioral disorders. I mean, that, this is huge. So it literally damages the brain. Now, autism is on the rise. And here's the challenge, because we got, I mean, when you're talking Monday uh, of this week, and I know it's only Tuesday, but we had four kids, all of them unvaccinated. And you're talking these kids were anywhere between six months and five years old. Aware, healthy, beautiful, normal. I mean, just absolutely normal. No bowel disorders, no breathing disorders, no anxiety, no skin disorders. Just absolutely normal, healthy kids. Then I got a kid from Canada who's 14 years old. He's 230 pounds, strong as an ox, nonverbal. So, so aggressive, nonverbal, 230, 40-pound guy. Okay, he's only 14, but I'm telling you, this is a big kid and strong. And imagine this. We have more than 1.5 million people in America currently have this. And um, 50,000 minimum are transiting into adulthood every year. Uh, I, I mean, you're just talking an epidemic. And so these nonverbal, they are literally going to become adults someday. And so we're going to have full-blown nonverbal adults rummaging around through trash cans. Um, you know, it's literally the zombie apocalypse. And so we have to start setting up infrastructure to take care of these people. Um, according to the Director of Housing and Community Living at Autism Speaks, there are a long waiting list in some states that can take as long as 10 years to get access to these services to take care of these people. So what can you do? Number one, you've got to get your nervous system checked. Absolutely. That's vital. And that means stress x-rays, heart rate variability, live thermal, blood test. And this is going to check your autonomic nervous system function. Then, regular exercise. This means daily walking, resistance. Remember, you cannot separate the body and mind. You need a healthy body to have a healthy mind. The frontal lobe is involved in divergent thinking, problem solving, spontaneity. But problems with the frontal lobe, you're looking at anxiety, stress, depression. And the cerebellum or movement stimulates the cerebellum and this controls the frontal lobe. So does that mean that you have to move or walk every day, every time? Absolutely. And so this means if you have joint pain and cover up joint pain with a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory, you're destroying your joints and you're destroying your body's ability to adapt. Um, study after study after study shows exercise helps older brains. Proper nutrition, this means if man makes it, you don't eat it. you got to get healthy, organic meats once a week to once a month if you're going to eat animal products, but mainly plant-based diet. And if you look at this, anything that damages intestinal permeability 
increases Parkinson's disorder. And that means every antibiotic, every genetically modified food, every um, glyphosate product, I mean, every wheat-soaked, um, non-organic wheat products are now soaked in glyphosates, which destroy the intestinal uh, lining. And what can you do? You can get healthy medication or healthy um, nutrients. Increased glutathione. Where is this from? Raw dairy, cruciferous families like broccoli, kale, cabbage, cauliflower, um, garlic, onions, absolutely help. A plant-based diet, fermented foods, sufficient rest. Check out our videos on how to rest and also to prayer and meditation. Realize that your brain and body is more energy than matter. Once you understand that your symptoms are going to be presenting as an adaptive physiologic response to environmental stressors. If you treat the stress without addressing the cause, your body and brain will get sicker. That's the bottom line. And it seems too simple to say that, but it is true. If you deal effectively with the physical, chemical, and emotional stressors, and your body will continue and brain to get healthier. The best way to start is the best time to start is now. The best way to start is doing what you can. If you can walk five minutes without pain, walk five minutes three times a day. If you can move your arms just in a pendulum fashion, beautiful, move it in a cross crawl fashion, one side up, one side down. You've got to start exercising today, and you have to exercise every day. Plant-based diet, exercise, trust in your body, trust in your brain. This is Dr. John Bergman. We're going to cover all this tonight. God bless you, and I love you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.